But ladies and gentlemen, make yourselves comfortable. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mad About Movies. You sound insane. You like that? Yeah. The whole world got Showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to podcast for all things cinema. We talk movie news, movie rumors, and we give you a detailed analysis of our chosen movie of the week. But don't worry, we will warn you when we go into spoilers. Remember to stay tuned till the end of each episode for our weekly recommends, in which we each suggest something that you need to check out ASAP. This week, we are focusing our efforts on what, Brian? Kick-Ass 2. Me and Hit Girl, we're training every day. There were more and more people joining us every night. Colonel Stars and Stripes, supporting for duty. And try to have fun. Otherwise, what's the point? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the last summer movie, guys, I would say, right? Yeah, pretty much. Does this cap yeah. off our, our summer movie season? Yeah, I guess I'm done. I'm officially World's done in. after this one. I'm just saying yeah. that right now. <laughs> World's End comes out next week. I, that's kind of oh yeah, I'm, in. I'm totally down for that. It's not. I don't know that it's really a necessarily a summer movie, but I, I guess we can qualify it as as such. Pretty smart release date by them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, stoked about the World's End. Was stoked about Kick Ass too. <laughs> I know we'll you talk, were, and we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk about it later, and I'm excited <laughs> for it. <laughs> so we're going to tease that because I know it's going to be good. Mutino. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! But, guys, I just want to tease the listener right now. Man, this movie news, rumors, and rumbling segment is also going to be good. And I'll tease uh, the end of this segment right now because I don't want to get into the good stuff right off the top. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, Brian Gill. Um, I, I'd start by... We, We'd, I'd like to, to pass on my, my rest in peace to Mr. Elmore Leonard, who died uh, yesterday, I believe, um, at age of 87. He was a very well-known author uh, who scripted books and a few scripts as well, but mostly had, had books and sto- short stories that a bunch of film and TV shows were were uh, based off of. Uh, Get Shorty, 310 to Yuma, Out of Sight, which is great, um, and... Uh, most recently, the, sh- the TV show Justified, which I don't know. Do either of you guys watch that show? Is that I haven't seen or... it. No, no, I've um, heard great things, but haven't. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I've been a, I've been on it from day one, and I I love it. It's one of my. Um, it really might be my. I don't know. It might be my favorite uh, hour long TV show. I, I, it's Ooh. it's so much fun to watch. Um, right now, anyway, my favorite's on TV. Anyway. Um, Emily died yesterday, and uh, you know, I just wanted to pass on my uh, the condolences and, and uh, just mention him as a, a major influence on uh, on the world of film. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen Out of Sight? I'm sure y'all have seen have seen that. Yes, absolutely, love that movie. I haven't yeah. seen Out of Sight, but I have seen Three Ten to Yuma and yeah. Jackie Brown as Jackie well. Jackie Brown, yep. Yep, Jackie Brown's never been one of my favorite Tarantino movies, but the the script is pretty tight. The script and, uh, is strong. I feel like yeah. uh, Samuel L. Jackson's wardrobe in that movie ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, like, you just right. can't take it seriously. No matter like every any time I try to watch it, I just can't take him seriously in that movie for some yeah. reason. 
Doesn't make sense. Uh, but it's a good movie. It's yeah. long. It's very yeah, long. It is. But uh, Out of Sight's great too. And anyway, just uh, felt like we should, since this is a movie podcast, we should mention that off the top. Um, other than that, it's been it's been one of those weeks where I think I think you've got a couple things, Kit, uh, that are pretty big. Too, we're going to talk to about in a second. It's been one of those weeks where like a lot of things have come across the the news desk, I guess, but nothing that was just like, oh yeah, we definitely have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Olsen is probably going to play the Scarlet Witch in Avengers Two. That's right. pretty pretty cool. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen's a pretty great actress. Um, Haley Atwell, Richard is going to uh, be in uh, Cinderella. Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella. Ooh, yeah, so. Richard, talk about Haley Atwell for us. Yeah. What what is left to be said? I'm a, I'm a huge <laughs> fan. Exactly. <laughs> and why are you a huge fan, Richard? There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> Uh, I can name a couple right now. <laughs> but yeah, she's great. She's unbelievable. Yeah. She deserves yes. the best. Nothing but the best. And by the best, I mean me. You know, yeah. <laughs> Kent Garrison. I wish that for you, Kent. That's how much I love you. Oh, great. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> that Yeah, you're right, Brian. It hasn't been really a big week. We're kind of awaiting, you know, next summer's trailers kind of right now. Sure. So all the big, you know, summer blockbuster trailers about to drop, I guess, for next year. So I'm kind of waiting on that. But there's always Star Wars news, Brian. Richard, yes, sure. you know that. Always. You guys know that. Always. So, Brian, are you aware of this latest rumor? This latest rumor that um, Ewan McGregor is back as Obi-Wan Kenobi, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Ghost I'm not sure Jedi. how I, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm not sure how this lines up with the canon of of Star Wars. I don't know if I can if I can get um, Ewan McGregor after Alec Guinness at this point. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing they, episode seven, you know. Couldn't they like do the Tupac thing and come up with a hologram or something <laughs> of Alec Guinness? Wouldn't that be better? Yeah, or I just find somebody else that can play an old Alec Guinness. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Ian, John McKellen, Ian McKellen could knock that. Yeah, out Ian McKellen. Yeah, in t- in two seconds. Yeah. yeah, Patrick Stewart, get him in there. One of those guys. <laughs> but seriously, I, I guess I'm more. My takeaway from it was I'm in, I'm in the same boat of I don't know that I really want that, but it's less about I really want Alec Guinness or somebody who is trying to be Alec Guinness. I don't know that I want anybody from that second trilogy involved with this new one at all. Like Ewan McGregor's fine, but you're kind of tainted, dude. I don't know that you can be part of this. Uh, <laughs> With the, I don't know, you know, that's, and and I think you can overdo Ghost Jedi too, so we'll see if that gets old fast. Right. Let's hope that um, they don't bring back anybody else from the prequels. I'm just hoping, no Queen Amidala, no, it's not happening, hopefully. Uh, Hayden Christensen, Hayden! (laughs) Jake Lloyd, guys. Great. The big J-man. That's great. (laughs) His career has taken off since Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I think Ewan was one of the most bearable parts of the prequels, maybe. Yeah. And along with Liam Neeson, but totally. who, who was only in it for like 30 minutes before Lucas killed him off. Like, yeah. the but one interesting character in Phantom Menace, he just kills away. So. The rumor, the rumor. be like if it was modern day Liam Neeson, though. Yeah. Oh, that totally. Still when Liam Neeson was kind of like, didn't fully embrace his Liam Neeson-ness. Yeah. Didn't really know what he had in the Liam Neeson department. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if we couldn't get modern Le- uh, Neeson in a Star Wars movie, man, I'm titillated. 
That's a crazy Jedi right there. Now, have we discussed Diesel in Star Wars possibility? <laughs> <laughs> he could play a Sith Lord. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? I think it would be sweet. It would be. It would I be. Have we discussed MacGruber in Star Wars? <laughs> Here's what we do. We redo that whole... What, what are the things they race in The Phantom Menace? Pod racer. Yeah. yeah, pod racing, but with just Vin Diesel. <laughs> just got like a Nas button. Yes. <laughs> I'd watch that for... That's a good 11-minute segment. Pod racing, but he's just in his normal car. Yeah, he's just a Dodge Yeah, yeah and they're like, they allude that something happened in Fast and Furious, and he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> and up here. Guys. I don't think we talked about this last week. We meant to, I think. But Denzel in the Fast 7? Yeah, he turned it down. Yeah. Foolish. Stop talking to me about that, Brian. What happened there? Oh, you know, Denzel doesn't need Fast and Furious. And if he doesn't understand the greatness, then, you know. you I, I can get why a guy like Denzel would say... Nah, I don't need But he that. would say yes to two guns? This is where your argument is don't, flawed. Don't talk crap about two guns. Richard. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying... I mean, if you're... Yeah. In- I, I, you know... I don't know. Denzel might be... It might have been, I don't want to play the ninth banana in a in a movie. You know what I mean? I'm going to be the guy or one of two guys. I don't know. Um, I can't quite see Denzel in that world. He takes himself just a little bit too seriously to be... A part of, uh, to be okay. a part of. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they could get Jay Farrow to pretend to be Denzel Washington for Fast 7 or Fast 8. That would be great. Yeah, um, that would be a very, like, Fast 7 or Fast and Furious thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Just hire an impressionist <laughs> and never acknowledge it. Yeah. That would actually not surprise me. Can't you were saying my name? Yeah. What do you think about Denzel? Possibly in, ge- in-, in general? Yeah. Yeah, just him being in the involved in the Fast series. What do you do? You think that would be good, bad? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I like like look. The thing about Denzel is that there's Denzel's a great actor at playing two characters. There's like badass Denzel, and then there's really nice guy Denzel. Yeah. Obviously, this would fit into the former. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, he's. I think Denzel is secretly kind of campy. I think he'd fit in pretty well. I don't know if he knows that he's campy. Um, but, you know, and, and there's times where his, his you know, he's a great actor at, at, at certain things, and that can be exploited to make very serious work. But it can also be exploited to make sort of fun popcorn work. Uh, so, yeah, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a, a fun addition. It's too bad it didn't work out. Look, these things are just money machines now, so they're going to start getting top-tier talent to play villains. Um, which is, like, I mean, they got Statham, who's, I wouldn't say top tier, but he's kind of that one, maybe one tier below. But don't be surprised for Fast 8 if, if they don't pull somebody. Because, like, look, I mean, you can laugh at these movies all you want as a artistic actor, but the fact is, if you're in one of these movies, your face is going to be seen by, like, a billion people. Because, for some reason, something happened in 2011, <laughs> and people decided... That they were just all in on Vin and the gang again after a nine-year hiatus or whatever. And that's great. It's a great thing for for America and the world. Um, Look, if Vin Diesel made movies in Egypt, I don't think we'd have these problems going on over there right now. I think that could be (laughs) 
I mean, I don't think that's an understate. I mean, an overstatement. I think that's fair. Um, but he, you know, it's it, it, it. If not Denzel, someone is going on that level is going to do one of these movies. It's sure. going to happen. Yeah. Now, who's your who's your ultimate dream team for Fast? Ooh, like who would I want to play villain? I mean, yeah. like The Rock was my like addition for a long time to that series, and I got my wish because he that was just like so tailor made for each other. Now, I'd like to see like a. Uh, I, I wouldn't go full Expendables with it. I would get like a. You know, I wouldn't get like an old action hero or somebody. I would get someone like pretty respected as an actor, like. I'm telling you, like, we're going to be wake up one day and we're going to see, like, Ryan Gosling signs on for Fast 8. And we're just going to be like, what? <laughs> like, that is going to happen. And so, I'm going to say Ryan Gosling. But somebody like that would be cool. Yeah. So, because sometimes there's these great actors and they're like, well, I, but I, I, I'm, I'm doing it and I'm, I'm having success, but I, I need my series to, you know, pay the bills. Yeah. This is an yeah. easy series for that because there's just tons of money to be made on these things. Still yeah. business. I want names. Give me names. Brian, who do you want to see in Fast in the Fast series? Uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm name. kind of with Richard. I think it would be fun to have a not necessarily a household action movie guy be part of the... I mean, like, obviously, like, Gary Oldman would be... I mean, Gary Oldman in any movie is, is the best thing in the world, so I'm I'm pretty much down with that, but... Um, gosh, I don't know. Uh, but I think it'd be cool to have like an older guy play the play yeah. this villain that's like running a crew or something. Yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger. But like, Schwarzenegger kind of gets in that Expendables type, like yeah. stunt casting type thing. I guarantee you, Schwarzenegger is going to be in one of these fast movies. Before <laughs> it's all, it, he will before it's all said and done. Yeah, and Schwarzenegger's he, he, showing up. I only drive BMWs. <laughs> yeah. No, it, yeah. it's going to happen. Watch. We're, we're gonna have to see who's right, Richard. You or I? If it's gonna be a really. It's gonna be if it's gonna be a big name before Schwarzenegger. We'll see. Maybe Clooney. <laughs> That's what. I mean. <laughs> what if he did? I mean, how much cooler would that make him? That oh. pushed him ahead of Jeter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jeter's kind of as the lead right now in the ultimate dude category, but uh, Clooney's, yeah, Clo- Clooney's gonna sneak up. By, did you guys see um, Mel Gibson? Yes. Like, he's yes. jacked for the Expendables 3. Yeah, he's <laughs> been linked to a clinic in South Beach, I think. <laughs> he's, he's serving a 50-game suspension in the minor leagues, but we'll see if he'll be eligible for next year. <laughs> he's been at Biogenesis. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's been tied to a strip mall in, in suburban Miami. They're looking into it. It's incredibly hilarious, the picture. He just, <laughs> he's taking I, it way too seriously, I think. <laughs> you know, like, because Stallone, like, openly is, like, not even, like, I take HDH, but is, like, a proponent of HDH. Who? Yeah. Stallone? Stallone. So is The like, Rock. Have you seen yeah. The Rock? Yeah, but does he talk about it? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Stallone will, like... But he obviously takes Stallone it. Stallone is... Like the spokesman for HGH, like he will say, like, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. You kidding me? I'm 68. (laughs) I don't care if I die soon. Look at me. You know, like he, I mean, he will talk about. He's very open about that. I mean, acting is different than sports. I mean, so, but yeah, I wonder if he's just handing out these. (laughs) 
you know. When you sign your contract, he just injects you. Like as yeah. soon as you sign the sign the paper, he's like, here you I'm go. pumped though. I think look, I I I will admit I enjoy Mel Gibson's work. Um, on and off camera, because as you guys both know, I'm a white supremacist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, people that have been listening to this podcast and enjoying me for a few months. I hate to break it to you. I am a member of the Aryan Nation. So, no, but no, I enjoy Mel on, on screen. No, he's not. No, he's not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> got to clarify, bro. You got to clarify on these things. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I'm not. I, nor have I ever been affiliated with any sort of uh, racist uh, group. Does that cover it? We good? The lawyer's happy? <laughs> what do you mean? Yes, I, hopefully. I am, All right, get going. But, yeah, I'm excited to see him in this kind of work. I hope it doesn't become a little bit too um, derivative of Machete. Like, to see him do that same kind of villainous part twice might be kind of kill some of the uh, allure of it. Uh, but I'm still interested to see what he does with Expendables. We, we're getting Harrison Ford in Expendables 3. Yeah. How awesome is that going to be? Hopefully. He better be Jack, too. Yeah, that's true. If I don't see a roided Harrison Ford in the next couple <laughs> weeks, I'm going to be pissed off. That's... Well, we're, we're going to get roided Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Come and Snipe there. signed on for, for sure today. Yeah, he did. Yep. Oh, yes. So, like, here's the thing. Let's say they cast Harrison. You know, obviously, Harrison Ford's going to be in the new Star Wars. But what if it's like he he just walks off the set of this, so he's got these weird like delts, <laughs> like Han Solo's clearly been hitting the creatine. Yeah, how's that gonna work? Yeah, I don't know. Well, these are things. Off. These are things I think about, Ken. What, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna? Is he he's gonna have to choose um, skinny Han Solo or jacked Expendables <laughs> Harrison Ford? What's more important? I think he's I probably gonna jacked pick jacked Han Expendables. Solo, I want jacked Han, and that, therefore it leads to jacked Han Solo. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and he's like kind of he's screaming at Leia a little bit, like he's got some, <laughs> some rage issues going on. Yeah. He's really impatient, just working into the plot. And, and Chewie is all jacked. Yeah, too. he's got low test. Han Solo's got low testosterone, so he went to a clinic, <laughs> and so they shot him up. Don't I'm put gonna... it past Lucas to sneak some <laughs> stuff like that into the into the script. Um, Richard, I. I knew you guys would be. I knew you, especially Richard, would be excited for this. Um, Marianne Cotillard mm. has been cast as Lady Macbeth, mm-hmm. opposite of your your boy Fassbender. In the uh, so you and I had the talk about it's going to be really important who they cast as Lady sure. Macbeth. It's the it's greatest female. Break. Yeah, it's the greatest female part in the history of literature, in my opinion. So, uh, so give us your thoughts course. on that, knowing your opinion. Well, uh, it'll be interesting accent-wise uh, to cast a, a French lady in a Scottish play, but certainly nothing they can't get around. I mean, obviously, Shakespeare's very interpretive, uh, but this is, I mean, I think great casting. I, I enjoy her work. I find her uh, to be alluring and captivating and just really interesting on screen, uh, which obviously that part requires quite a bit of, I mean, that, that is the star of the show. Uh, unlike any other Shakespearean play, I mean, there's there's Desdemona and there's, you know, uh, several other female characters within Shakespeare's canon, but that's the one that's like, you know, that's the that is the female role. So uh, that's a huge part, and don't be surprised. I'm going to go ahead and put in a little prediction that she will be nominated and will most likely win an Academy Award for that performance, just based on the content alone. And uh, no, I'm 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 100 on board with that. Love her. 
enjoy enjoy her. I was hoping for Kate Blanchett. I was, I was hoping for, uh, really? but yeah, that's uh, but uh, that's okay. One one man can only dream for Kate Blanchett. We can. Uh, Brian Gill, give me your thoughts on this Macbeth. I know you missed right. our Macbeth talk yeah. last time. Yeah, so. no, that's great. Great casting. Uh, Macbeth is 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 one of my favorite works of literature, um, and I, I think I'm with you. I'm with you, Richard. I think she is a a, she's a great choice. B, that character is incredible. I mean, that's just, that's exactly what, I mean, we talk all the time about how female characters in Hollywood are are pretty weak right now. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is, if you're a, if you're a female actress, um, well, <laughs> I guess you would be a female if you're an actress. Anyway, if you're an, if, if you're a, an actress in Hollywood, this is, this is the role that you want because it's yep. just such a powerful, um, Powerful role, and I think uh, I think she'll do a great job with it. So I'm with you. Yeah. I think I think she's the early front runner for best oh, actress yeah. in whatever year this comes out. Yep, exactly. Go ahead and knock it down, and it will it will inspire a whole lot of conversations about the role of feminine, you know, feminine roles within Hollywood. Let's go ahead and mark that down too. That sure. that will be a dialogue, and sure. uh, that's good. That's a good thing. Nice. You listen to the Feminist Hour with <laughs> <laughs> Brian Kent and Richard here on NPR. Exactly. Well, I, guys, I teased at the beginning of the show that the end of this movie news segment would be would be great. So, guys, right okay. now, let's do this. Now you see me too is coming. <laughs> uh, this is your fault, America. We yeah. tried to warn you. We tried to tell you not to go see this movie. And uh, and this is our punishment. Exactly. Yep. Richard Martin's <laughs> thoughts on Now You See Me Too. <laughs> I don't even have any thoughts on Now You Can Now You See Me One. Um, uh, you know, that's just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can we join Al Qaeda? Is that okay, <laughs> two for two? I don't. I also don't endorse terrorist organizations. Um, this is all, all just terrible news. It's going to make more money. How do you even, I would say, like, how do you even sequelize that movie? But how do you, you know, I stopped asking <laughs> questions about the logistics of that series now. Uh, the minute I, I suspended all reality to watch it. Uh, you know, how much, like, because I'm sure it was a contractual thing. Like, how bummed out was, was like, Woody and yeah. was Woody when he got the call, like, hey, man, uh, you're going to have to clear three months next year. You got to do... Um, you gotta do now. You see me too. Oh, if I wasn't so high right now, I'd be so PO'd about this. Uh, Dreamcast, yeah, guys. For now, you see me too. <laughs> the Kanye, only thing that Kanye is going to show up in this. And look, if Kanye was in it, I, I would. <laughs> if if here are the three people that could change my mind on it. Um. DiCaprio, <laughs> Forte, and Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> like if any of those get announced, I'm in. I'm in, and I'm pumped. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I yeah. DiCaprio Can we sit together? Can we please, you know, Kent and I saw that one together. We don't often see these films together, but Kent yeah. and I. Kent scores some sweet passes to it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks forever for that. I owe you big time. 
You're welcome. And uh, no, it was very nice of him to share the passes. We we didn't know what we were in for, but uh, yeah, just terrible. It was just so fun to watch Kent the whole movie. I just counting minutes. I it was in the theater was packed because it was a screening. Remember, and and that made it worse because like people were like fighting over seats. Remember that, and then there was just there was right behind Kent and I. It was just a fantastic theatrical experience. Right behind us, Kent, remember that guy was like sitting in his girlfriend's lap? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were out of seats. Yep. And then she was just like, baby, 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 <laughs> baby, baby. I mean, am I exaggerating at all, no, Kent? you're not. And it was the worst. It was, and then it finally settles down, and we're as annoyed as we can be, and then the lights go down, and we have to watch Now You See Me. It's like, no! <laughs> Uh, the worst. But anyway, because of that experience, Kent, Kent and I are, are are best friends, and now I demand that we all see that together. When's the release date? Are they gonna rush it out? I mean, you can't, you gotta let a script like that cook. I mean, you can't. <laughs> I haven't seen the release date. I imagine it'll be right in the middle of that awesome 2015 summer, you know, and just drag us right down <laughs> please let that happen please be dumb enough to get yeah. cocky and be like we're going right up against Star Wars we think it's yeah. kind of programming I hope it comes out in the week between Star Wars Episode 7 and Avengers 2 so that we just like we're already we're just like so high off of like whatever like Avengers man it's awesome best movie of the year and dude Star Trek's coming or Star Wars is coming out in two two weeks it's gonna be great and then we see that, and then we all just hang ourselves in the theater or something. <laughs> we like, never see it. And yeah. we never see Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, we're going uh, to have to have a, or release a DVD commentary of us doing Now You See Me. Yeah. Just yeah. us commentating to the awesomeness <laughs> that is nice. Yeah. And breaking it down live <laughs> in real time. So you can relive Now You See Me every day of your life, if you want. Uh, you know what? Shockingly, I, I saw Brian... <laughs> Kent, you're going to have to get ready to get your fur up a little bit. I saw Brian Monday night play a little basketball, him and I, and Brian laid out this little nugget (laughs) on me. Not his least favorite movie of the year. (gasps) No, it's not. Let me guess. Movie 43? Yeah, that doesn't even count, though, because I didn't even finish it. (laughs) That doesn't even count because it's so bad. Yeah, it's not even a movie, so. Really? Yeah. Now I what? would say I would say now you see me as the besides movie forty three which doesn't count I would say now you see me is now the third worst movie I've seen. <gasps> this so, oh, yeah, Lone yep. Ranger. Yep, yep. And <laughs> one that we're about to Pacific talk about. Pacific <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, oh. our, our our movie of the of the week. Brian, is, so you cannot I'll, say. I will save my uh, I'll save my uh, my thoughts for another right. few minutes. Well, let's yeah. let's let's screw that. Let's go there right now. <laughs> hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms, and there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now, and they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, 
skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Let's talk about Kick-Ass 2 right now. My daddy made me promise I'd never stop defending this city. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. We gotta make this right. The anticipation's killing me. Brian Gill. Yes, sir. Where shall we begin? I guess I, I should let you give your... Uh, no, you you go first this time. You go first this time. We I want to hear your your opinion on not just this film, but the I guess now you kind of have to call it a franchise. Give it, give us your thoughts on the the franchise and and this film as a whole. Well, I must admit that not a too big a fan of Kick Ass original. I do enjoy the comics though. I do have the comics, and I really think it's an original, great piece of literature. Uh, based on, you know, the art and story alone. Great stuff. The movie was fine, the first one, but I really think that there's another movie that came out that same year, I don't be- if I'm not mistaken, called Super. It really sure. just does the entire thing better. Yeah. It does the same thing but better, and it does it right. And so that being said, I really can't get that movie out of my head when I'm watching Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2. And I just don't know what direction they're trying to go with it. Um, Kick-Ass got a lot of recognition and criticism for being so uh, violent and crude. You know, everything that they could put into it, they did. And so with sequels, oftentimes, like we've seen in Transformers and things like that, with sequels, especially the second one, they just go all out in the second one. And they just crap everything they can onto the screen. You know, they... Yeah. Oh, you guys like Autobots? Well, we're going to give you 50 different Autobots in the second one. Sure. You know, it's like – and with Kick-Ass too, it's just like the exact same thing except with the C-word jokes and <laughs> uh, you know, cutting people's heads off. But it wasn't, it wasn't fun in this one. In the first one, it was fun and there was a, there was a certain charm to it all. You know, yeah. It didn't seem over the top really. It just felt – kind of edgy and cool. It was, it was like Tarantino mixed with Sam Raimi. You know, it was something that not a lot of people had seen before and it kind of put Matthew Vaughn on the map and yeah. he went on to do, you know, X-Men First Class and a bunch of other good, great, good stuff. 
So that's my did thoughts he, on the original. Did he kickoff. do this one? He no. didn't do this. Okay, no, he God. didn't. <laughs> Obviously, uh, if that wasn't obvious to you already. But yeah, that's my thoughts, my immediate thoughts, and I can go into specifics more later. But uh, Brian, um, tell me what you think. I didn't think it was horrific, but it was just so so much worse than the first Kick Ass that it was such a letdown. And I I'll go into specifics later. But Brian, go ahead. Sorry. I so I'm not. I'm with you on the first one. I really didn't like the first one at all. The first time I saw it, um, I rented it recently, um, like maybe two or three weeks ago. And uh, I enjoyed it more the second time. I could appreciate it more the second time than I did the first time, at least. Um, This movie is, I think, you know, (laughs) you know that there's like a group of people out there. And I think this group gets gets larger um, by the year that really hates all things sequels and remake and reboot and, and so on and so forth that they, they hate anything that's not original, um, and just kind of immediately toss it aside. I think that this is going to be the movie that they can, if they choose to, that that group of people can point to and say, see, sequels are awful and this is why, and we'll have no argument for it whatsoever. Um, this movie has absolutely no purpose and no reason to exist. That beyond any yeah. any of the content that's in it and we can we can talk about that in a moment. Just the fact that this thing exists is an affront to to the movies, <laughs> to the cinema in my opinion. I mean it's there's there's absolute it is completely and utterly purposeless and has no reason uh, no reason to exist. I mean, it is the epitome of cash in on a sequel and try to just try to make some money. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's such an, it's such an eighties thing really. I mean, I, I know that every movie gets a sequel these days. And as we just talked about with now you see me obviously, cause that movie, that's, that's another one that's going to be the same way. There's absolutely no reason for it to have a sequel. How um, dare you. <laughs> but, uh, but I think they that, I mean, pull off those tricks. <laughs> closer you get, the less you see. Um, I don't know. I feel like the '80s was really big on this movie. Was great. This movie actually made money. We gotta, you know, we gotta crap out a sequel right now, right now, right now. And that's kind of what you're getting here. Except there's like three years in between this one and the first one, and nobody was clamoring for a sequel. I mean, nobody. I don't know anybody, even people who are huge fans. Of the original movie that were dying to get a sequel, um, and clearly the actors feel that way. Clearly, the I mean, clearly Matthew Vaughn felt that way because he couldn't be bothered to be a part of this, and when wisely, you know, um, it's just it's a really it's it's so it's it's a pointless movie has no reason to, to be around, and I I also think that the content of it is. Um, I is is abysmal. Just just truly abysmal. This is the Lone Ranger is worse, but I think honestly the Lone Ranger is worse be, partly because and I said this in our review. Part of why I hate the Lone Ranger so much is because it had a two hundred fifty million dollar budget, and that's the best they could do with it. Um, this might be honestly, this might be worse if I'm being completely honest. I hate this movie. I actively hate this movie. <laughs> Great. We love active hate on this podcast. <laughs> Richard Barton. <laughs> Speaking of active hate, 
Yeah. Yeah. I actively hate a lot of things. Um, so, uh, Brian saw the movie before me, and I was just like, okay, let this be said. And I, So, uh, Brian's not a huge fan of the first uh, Kick-Ass, uh, but he rewatched it and learned to love it, um, learned to appreciate it like a fine wine. Great. Um, I I feel the same way as Brian. I have not had the chance to rewatch it, so I have not seen the movie since it came out. I didn't like it. Maybe if I watched it again, I'd like it more. Uh, so I I go Brian. I I can't. Uh, I saw this movie yesterday, Tuesday. Recorded this Wednesday, the twenty first of August, two thousand thirteen. Uh, and I said to Brian on Monday, I, I I'm seeing this tomorrow at noon, Tuesday at noon. I I don't think I can. There's no way I I can make it through this movie. As we all know, it's been well documented on this show. I tend to just flee theaters with the <laughs> slightest bit of. Uh, <laughs> I don't deal well with uh, crap. Anyway, so he's like, "You've got to stay like an hour and fifteen minutes in, or something, right?" Yeah. And for the like vomit that. scene, for yeah. the puking scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Brian, I I am happy to report I made it that far. Yeah. The minute. <laughs> That train was over. I sprinted down the steps. I almost hurt myself. I sprinted down the steps of the theater and ran out the door and just ran to my car and just sat in my car for a minute. It's like, what just happened? Like, what did I? Like, it made me reevaluate like my whole seriously like, self. Like, why? Why do I exist in the same reality as this film? Much less on the same planet in the same country it was produced. I, I, I've obviously done some things wrong. I need to reevaluate myself. I need to meditate or pray or uh, meta pray, which is something I just invented. And uh, yeah, it's 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 Brian. It's uh, you know, the, like I nope. mentioned earlier, the experience. Nope. I know what you're about to say. Nope. The experience of watching now, uh, now you see no. me made it worse. Yeah, but in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. This <laughs> no, think about what you're about to say. Kent, you were excited for this. I remember we had episodes where we're like, and don't forget Kick Ass too. I mean, that's gonna be a summer. We gotta do a podcast on that. And never. And I just that. silently was just like, yeah. okay, yeah. And now I just want to take a minute and just acknowledge what a fool you are. <laughs> I understand it. Like it's like a cool concept of these superheroes, but like, bro, you uh, cannot, Mr. Man of Steel guy. That yeah. didn't turn out the way anyone expected either. So, no, man, I know. Had a boo-boo. Oh, exactly. yeah, yeah, hey, no, Yeah, no, we all make mistakes. Yeah, I don't want to GI Joe. So Let's be clear. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I was, I was psyched about Man of Steel. Uh, uh, Brian was psyched about G.I. Joe, and you, you were psyched about this. You know, let's let history decide, Kent. Which which one of those was now? Um, we're G. all G.I. Joe is clearly the worst. <laughs> no, Kent, this is worse than you. <laughs> worse than Retaliation? Yes. Kent, this yes. is the worst movie of the summer. This is the worst movie of the summer. <laughs> it's pretty bad, but it's... I don't mean I to gang up on you, but you're an idiot. If you, no, I'm kidding. No, like, it's... it's Obviously subjective, you know what? What a summer that gives us three such contenders. Yeah. Uh, what we hey, want to let you guys know uh, we only live uh, 
yeah, on average, like 78 years on this planet. And that is, uh, let's do some quick math here. 365 <laughs> times 78. So that gives us 28,470 days. So 28,470 <laughs> times 24. That's how many hours we live on this planet on average. That's 683,000 hours around about 683,000 hours. We spent six of them <laughs> watching G.I. Joe, Now You See Me, yeah. and Now Kick-Ass 2. Let's reevaluate yeah, ourselves. Spent, you only spent one in each of yeah. G.I. Joe and Kick-Ass. That, so. Exactly. That proves my theory. Like I feel like we're going we're gonna to die, and I will be able to taunt you at the three extra hours I got and in my life by not sitting through these things. You got to learn how to you guys need to learn how to pull the ripcord and uh hit the ejector seat. <laughs> Don't waste your time on these things. Of course we do host a movie podcast and you're probably just professional or something that I don't understand. But look, this is bad. It's one of the three worst movies of the of the summer. Can we agree on that? Yes. Five worst? Lone Ranger, I Easily. forgot that too. Yeah, so if we it's throw not, Lone Ranger to me there, it's number 3 though compared to Lone Ranger and Now You See Me. Those those two are still like so you have I cringe Joe. when I think about those. Is G.I. Joe your fourth worst? Uh, probably, yeah. Wow. You're, you got a you got a point there. But what if you cut summer. out what all is, the all the awful, I... like inappropriate, like prepubescent girl humor in it, uh, you cut out everything that's just uh, cringeworthy. That was then the it's a pretty part. good movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, that can be that can be said about. You know, G.I. Joe, too. You cut out everything that's bad, it's good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty bad, though. And... How about the iceberg in Titanic? It's a wonderful love story. You know, it's a very yeah. happy ending. Like, it, look, it's not the... Just everything about this... Like Brian said, it's sh- just shallow and, like, manipulative and, like, no one's heart's in it. And Jim Carrey's just there for reasons unknown. Yeah. And it's just sad. And this is just a bummer. I made, guess, it like, made me nihilistic. hate everyone in it. Yeah. When a yeah. movie makes me hate people that I used to like, I don't like that. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I hate that hit girl now. I hate yeah. that character. They ruined the character completely. Um, the Red Mist, McLovin, yeah, completely, completely hate him now. Yeah, completely just done. Horrific. It's over. We're, we're, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever be in another movie. Seriously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's completely it's completely done, and every yeah. everything else just was offensive. The movie is yeah. offensive. Um, well, yeah, you know, I, all it is is gore and inappropriate jokes. I mean, what, what look, else can here, you say? Here's the thing: very little offends me, to be honest with you. And and the things that do offend me, I'm pretty. I I'm not the type that's like, oh, this is offensive. I'm gonna make a big deal about it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's okay. That didn't work for me, but all right, whatever. Um, for all the people, <laughs> I feel like this is the summer of like everybody was whining and complaining about like disaster porn is a new term that kind of got. I don't know that it's a new term, but I hadn't seen it widely used until this summer. It seems like everybody is freaking out about the lack of respect for human life that summer blockbusters have taken this year. In my opinion, this is so, so much worse than any, (laughs) just the cop scene alone, um, where the, the Russian, whatever mother Russia, I guess is her name. Like 
brutally and and horribly annihilates ten police officers, and it's played for comedy. Um, that to me, like like I said, very little offends me. I don't really the whole idea of we're gonna condemn Man of Steel or Star Trek Into Darkness or whatever just because at the end a city gets destroyed. I'm not on board with that. I don't care. The people that are complaining about that had better be complaining about this because that, like, I, I really did almost leave the theater on that front. Like, I just thought this is just such wanton destruction and disrespect for, for human life, and I just can't take it. Like, well, well I got I, a speeding ticket this weekend, so I was like, that was my favorite part. <laughs> um, no, sorry, back the blue. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, there. It's the movie is toneless. It it stops and starts constantly. It can't decide whether it wants to be a comedy or a hard hitting action gritty action movie. Or it has like horror movie elements at times. Um, it can't decide what it wants to be. It really seemed to me like nobody cared. Um, yeah, in the cast or behind the camera. I texted Richard about halfway through and just said, "I want to like go back in time to when." This kid, oh, what's his name, Aaron, Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson, to when he got the script and just be like, um, hey, dude, you're 22 and you have been in an Oliver Stone movie and you played John Lennon. Like, you don't have to do this movie. This is not something that, that you need anymore. Like, yeah, the first one may have put you on the map, but this is just, it's so bad. It's just, it's so bad. The story makes no sense. Characters come and go. And honestly, again, just kind of going going hand in hand with the the idea of just disrespect for for human life it's really kind of mean spirited too uh, oh, with yeah, it's totally everything that it does and i just can't i can't that i don't know i could i could not handle that i could not get on board for for that line of thinking and that the, the direction that the entire the entire movie took in that cuz you're right Kent, the first one for all of its offensiveness and and kind of brutality, it is a it is a fun movie. And when it turns into a real serious matter at the end, it works. Like you get, it, you know what I yeah. mean. You you understand. I mean, uh, with uh, with Big Daddy and everything, like it's it's a great turn. Um, this just has it has none of that. It's it's just so hollow and and just cruel. To be honest with you, that's. That's the thought that I had coming out was like that movie as a whole is cruel and I'm I'm not I just can't handle it. Not to mention the puking scene that just oh man that was <laughs> that was bad. Just it, like a Ferrelli brothers movie right in the middle of it. I don't know. Like we said when we saw Now You See Me, we said earlier that half the fun was the audience. Yeah. Well, I had a great audience. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me just say that. Uh, yeah, it's one of those cases where everybody thinks that, you know, poop is hilarious. And, you know, as soon as the poo scene came, the, the house was a rockin'. Uh, so. That was, that honestly might be the worst scene. Just, I mean, if you take into account how the movie was going up to that point, which it wasn't, it wasn't a good movie at all, but it had nothing, no element of that was in the first hour of that movie. And then that comes out. I mean, that might be the worst scene of the year in any movie. Yeah, uh, I, that's not movie forty three. Or the uh, chase scene. I will say, I'm going to be on Ken's side on this one. 
the chase scene with the weird GPS things, yeah. and oh, now you see me. That's, that's just like the most disorienting thing ever. That yeah. to me is a is a the seventy two dolphins of of worst scene of the year <laughs> may never be topped. That's true. That's true. The, f- the fight scenes in this movie were incredibly disorienting. Did you not think so? Yeah. yeah Shaky totally. cam central. This entire yeah. movie. Yeah. No point. The first one wasn't like that. No. This movie didn't mirror anything that the first one did. Like, no cinematic style whatsoever was used. It's the same people in it, but that's it. Like, it feels like a cheap, like, straight-to-DVD movie. Yes. Yeah, that, absolutely. That they would have yeah. sold for five bucks that you would have never... Because that's how the qual- the quality is of it. Yeah. Like, I, it, totally, yeah. Like, this movie could have been made in 2003 before Kick-Ass, and I, yeah. I would have bought it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the, old, the old three ninjas knuckle up uh, right. method. Well, it, it kind of plays like one of those. Uh, it's I think it's Asylum that makes the knockoff yeah. movies for like two hundred grand. You know, like Transmorphers or whatever. The, right. the same <laughs> summer that Transformers. Came. It's like it's kind of like that. It's like the, the the type of movie that shows up on Netflix that just has like <laughs> like like there's if you if you search for Hansel and Gretel witch hunters on Netflix, you'll find like twelve knockoffs of it right now. And it's the same. I mean, there's that's one called Atlantic Rim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's how this. I mean, it has the same feel to it. To be honest, I mean, it's just it's that bad. It's it's that bad. Um, Other than that, it, I really liked. It. <laughs> yeah, I thought the best part of the whole movie was Jim Carrey. And spoiler alert, he dies. Yeah. I mean, he has like he has maybe ten lines of dialogue and three scenes, and I he kind dies. of agree with you there. The scene where. You know, they, they you meet Colonel Stars and Stripes, and then they go they cut to Hit Girl at school with her four friends, yeah. which was so cringeworthy. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was just horrible, un, unwatchable. Yeah. And and then they cut back to Colonel Stars and Stripes, and you're like, yes, finally we're not watching those girls. And then they cut back to the girls, yeah. and I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, because like, oh, it was just I could not watch that the whole high school drama part of the movie. Why do they need that? You know? Yeah, it has no no purpose. It was but horrible. Neither does the rest of the movie. I mean, they're marketing I mean, the kids. I mean, it's a kids movie. <laughs> yeah. No, it's there there were like 8-year-old kids in my screening by the way. Uh, like that's the worst. 8 the and worst. younger, maybe 5. Like I'm being generous with 8. It's uh, uh. just just talking the entire time, multiple shushing people. People that people that are shushing that don't realize they're being just as loud as the people that are talking, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it was just a great experience. Yeah. That's the kind of crowd that they that this play thing. I, here, had, I, guess. I had the exact opposite. So I went to see this on Monday at noon, and uh, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I planned on going Tuesday, but then my work schedule kind of opened up on Monday, so I just went to see it, and they had us in the biggest theater, the biggest theater that they have at uh, at the Rave. Yeah. And it was, I'm not kidding you, I, I'm, I'm not kidding, it was me and one other guy, the whole movie, <laughs> and about 15 minutes left in the movie, he got up and left. So, I was the only person who finished out, uh, who finished out the movie. Uh, Did you on... get a medal? Like, someone that drinks, like... <laughs> I know, right? That, like, right. has the, the tub of beers, or, like, yeah. eats the porter, 79-ounce porterhouse, yeah. so you should yeah. get a, a medal. I know, I know. But uh, Richard, you kind of made you joked like of you know you sat in your car and just thought about <laughs> thought about life. No, 
Yeah. I really did kind of no. have that feeling as I was. So did as, I. As I was watching it, and after I was done, like I really did question my life and what I'm doing because it was just. I was just. I mean, I. I mean, really, I was offended by how this this played out, and I. I just. I never get that way. I don't ever feel offended, and so I don't really know Dan how Gil to. Handle, you know, yeah. Kid. Yeah, that may be what it is. I got this kid now, and he's ruined me. But I don't know, man. I'm driving around listening to Laura Ingram, <laughs> yeah. joining a book club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, but uh, man, it was. I don't know. This is so for me. For me, I would rather watch Now You See Me over this any day. I, I really, I, I could sit through Now You See Me again. <laughs> I, That's I bold. know. I cannot sit through this. I, I, I promise you, I could not sit through this again. Like, even, I mean, we've said on here, Richard, I think you're in my camp on this. Like, Now You See Me has at least a little bit of, this is so bad, I want to watch it again value. And, like, it's on TNT or something, you you could get, you <laughs> force yourself to watch the minutes of it. I feel like this I, is, too, though. I will never watch another minute. Of, I will never watch a minute of this again. It is the, it's awful. It's so bad. <laughs> I'll watch it again to laugh at it. Oh, for sure. Man. Yeah, no, I'm in. I, uh. I'll need to take a shower right afterwards. <laughs> I, no, do, I totally get that it it's Mitch's bad. House. And I, I agree that this movie is bad. This movie is definitely bad. But to say, now you see me, is better. This mm-hmm. is another uh-huh. level that I don't understand. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe now you see me is just on my ultimate pedestal of badness. Yeah. And it, nothing is... can knock it down right now. Oh. Maybe. Still. Until I, I see it again, I gotta give I it another chance. You're gonna have chance. to watch Now You See Me again when it when it hits DVD. Yeah, let's check out that date. Hold on, I got it pre-ordered, so don't worry. <laughs> no, I really don't. Yeah, you do. I like I like how you have to defend that. Like, yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh my gosh, guys, we are two weeks away. Oh, two weeks day. from yesterday, September third. Man, what a day. What a day. So Toretto family style barbecue with now you see me <laughs> Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I you guys come on over, my house. Yes. I volunteer uh, it. I will yeah, I'll get the barbecue going. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you have a son now. Tell me about your father. Uh, so, uh can we so stop we got, talking about this? So we got one more movie, I guess, next week, the world's end. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do our summer recap show. Yeah. So look forward to that. We'll be we'll be talking. What what? What's the first movie of the summer? Iron Man three. Iron Man three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's that was like yeah. May third. I think that's that's I think that's where summer start started. Okay. So from from Iron Man three on, yeah, we'll talk about all those movies that have come out and yeah. talk about our favorites and all that and letdowns. Sure. It'll yeah. be good. Yeah. So that's in two weeks. Next week we'll do World's End, and that'll be good, I'm sure. So it's let's got to, Can't get worse. Can't get worse. Right? Unless, arguably, it's it's now you see me. Maybe. <laughs> that's true. Lone Ranger, guys. We keep forgetting the Dark Horse. Yeah, Lone look, Lone Ranger's the worst movie. Horse. Dark Horse. Yeah, why? Yeah, Lone Ranger's the worst movie I've seen this year, all the way through. But it's partly because, again, it should have been so much better than it is. This. This honestly might I, like okay. Let, I'll, I'll go this. Lone Ranger is the worst movie I've seen this year, and you might even be able to talk me into now. You see me as a worst movie. This is the movie. This I hate this movie more than any movie 
Honestly, I hate this movie more than any movie I've seen in probably five years. I hate this movie. I want it to die. Oh, I love moments like this. <laughs> <laughs> Would we well, consider let's... Oblivion to be a summer movie? That came out in April. Uh, you can make an argument for that. I could, but sure. I don't know if it's going to make any of our lists. No, definitely so not. We, yeah. can, we can talk about it again, sure. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to the weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. Brian, give us a weekly recommend. Um, I'm gonna give you a, a real quick two-parter. We talked about. I think we've talked about this movie before. Kent, I know you're a big fan, but uh, Beast of the Southern Wild is yeah. uh, is making the rounds on HBO right now. Um, so if you have HBO and you haven't seen Beast of the Southern Wild, you really, really need to. Uh, it's a it's a great movie, a very a challenging movie. I think a movie that will um, it grows on you the longer you stay away from it. Um, just a just a great movie. So please check that out if you're uh, if you've got HBO and you haven't seen that movie yet. Um, my uh, my other pick of the week is kind of a I will admit a, a strange choice for us. Um, How I Met Your Mother is about to enter its final season um, on CBS, and uh, it is the only I think it's the only CBS show. That I have ever watched, maybe. Um, <laughs> I've been watching it from the beginning, and uh, so in preparation for the the final season to start, I've been uh, plowing through the previous eight seasons on uh, on Netflix. It's not Netflix, so it's readily available to most of our listeners, I would imagine. Um, and it, it's been it's been really fun and, and entertaining because. I don't think either of you guys have ever really watched the show, but the first three or four seasons of that are, it's not CBS. It's, it's really, it's really fun. The characters are enjoyable. Um, they do a lot of, their bits each week are not, I don't know. They're not far off from the office, um, as far as just entertainment and an enjoyable storyline each week. Um, first three or four seasons really good. It kind of starts to tank from there. Watching, rewatching it has kind of made me sad in a way, uh, just because you see like how good the show used to be, and now it's it's only okay at best. Most most weeks it's it's only okay. Um, it's a heck of a recommendation. I'm yeah, fired up. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the first, the the last three or four seasons are are definitely more in the camp of I watch this show because I have been watching it for, for so many years. You know what I mean? And and uh, and I just, I'll keep watching until it's over. But the first three or four seasons are, are really, really good sitcom television. And they do some really funny stuff from week to week. It's a, it's a show that, like, your week to week is good. It's always good. It's always a B plus. And then probably three or four times a season they have an episode that just is, is incredible. Will Forte has a incredible yeah. uh, guest appearance. He did, he did a two arc, a two episode arc on there. Um, and he, I mean, he's, he's, he's hilarious. It's just great. And they, they do stuff like that from time to time that just really kills. So, um, you know, it's not, it's not my, it's not the office. It's not Parks and Rec or 30 Rock or Kent or Seinfeld, you know, or something like that. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a very enjoyable show. You can watch, 10 episodes in a sitting, you know, and it's, and it's, you have a lot of fun with it. So, um, I recommend it. And I, I think people would, would enjoy it more than, more than you think you would knowing that it's, you know, it's a CBS show. So how I met your mother. Do either of you guys 
on this subject, while we're on the subject, do either of you guys watch The Big Bang Theory? Yeah, I do. That's the other, I guess I do, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. It's, uh, it has, it has strong moments. Sure. Richard? Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I was just wondering. I'd never seen it, really. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have no thoughts it. either way. I have I'm no thoughts. A, I've, I've, um, I haven't even seen one full episode, so. I'm not a yeah. rich. I watch uh, 60 Minutes, and I watch Letterman, and I watch CBS Sunday Morning. Those are my only CBS shows. I'm going to give the new Robin Williams show a shot. Sure. Because I saw an extended trailer for it when I saw my weekly recommend, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, And it has a really good cast outside of him, and it's David E. Kelly, who's done some good shows. So I think that might be decent. Um, the Crazy Ones or something like that, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, it's Robin Williams on TV. It's Sarah Michelle Gellar, who's always kind of done in the rich man's department. It's Bob Benson from Mad Men, Brian. Bob yeah, Benson's on this dude. show. Yeah. Um, and Dantana from for you newsroom fans out there. Uh, so pretty solid cast. So I'm going to give that a shot. Brian, we've talked about it, I know, on this show, but I think CBS is so behind the times that they're actually hip. Right. Uh, yeah. This coming year with the single camera stuff, yeah. so we'll give it yeah. a go. Uh, but yeah, I've seen uh, How I Met Your Mother is one of the very few shows that uh, I'm a completionist, so if I watch something, I will go and watch all of it, and it right. bothers me. How I Met Your Mother is the I, I really the only thing I can think of right now that's I, I've seen probably like thirty percent of them, which sure. is odd for me. Like I've either seen yeah. zero or a hundred, but uh, yeah, you know, it's very, some very funny moments. Good, good recommendation. Going in there last year, see how they end it. Yeah. Sweet. Go ahead, Richard. With yours. My week recommend. I made my my way over on Sunday to the uh, to the uh, a theater a little ways away, about thirty f- minutes from my house, to check out the new Woody Allen movie, uh, Blue Jasmine. Nice and uh, excellent. I think even better than Midnight in Paris. I know Midnight in Paris uh, won him the Academy Award for Best Screenplay, uh, okay. but. Uh, this, I think, is a better overall movie. The script may not be as good, but gosh, I mean, the acting in this film is like people are going to talk about, uh, you know, it's always easy to ignore like the, you know, it's it's easy to ignore LeBron James and you spend your time talking about everything Shane Battier does. Right. Uh, so like Baldwin's great and Andrew Dice Clay's great because you don't expect it. And Louis C.K. is great. But like Kate Blanchett in this movie is just on another, a complete other level of almost anything I've ever seen. Like, uh, just a fantastic, uh, fantastic, um, walking Phoenix in the master level performance. I mean, wow. yeah. uh, just tour de force completely. Uh, the movie is told non-linear, a lot of flashbacks and forwards and things like that. And the, her character changes quite a bit between those two without giving anything away between the flashbacks and the current, time um and she just plays them both it's hard to believe it's even the same actress i just uh outstanding from you know woody's having this weird renaissance where he's doing these kind of like so these small like sony picture classics sort of highbrow dramedies and they're they're really enjoyable little movies like this is a really and it's great because like i mean i love woody but this is really not even a woody movie like it's even with Midnight in Paris, you have Owen Wilson, but he's sort of playing a, a Woody Allen type uh, schmuck. This character has no Woody, you know, archetype in it. It's like all these are really super original characters. Um, the plot is is going in directions you don't really see coming. You don't know how it's going to end the whole time. 
it's it's just a really really great movie. Uh, again, like the way way back, just sort of a nice refresher. Nothing explodes or anything, which is nice. And it's just a quiet little movie. Again, average age of the theater, seventy four years old. Uh, <laughs> Completely packed and no issues. Just silent all the way through. I think one person laughed at an inappropriate time. Uh, and that was, you know, three seconds of awkwardness. But just completely immersed. I'm going to only start seeing movies old people like. It's the best <laughs> way to watch movies. I'm going to rent everything on Blu-ray. Buy everything on Blu-ray I really want to see. And then I'm just going to go out on senior night to theaters. It's the only, as I get hey, older. They're it's screening um, Steel Magnolias at the uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, Cinemark's doing all these cool ones. They, you can't use that as about Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah, they did Back to the Future like a couple months ago, and I didn't know about it. Thanks, nobody, for telling me. Yeah, they've got like a cool lineup, though, of a few others. They're doing Some Like It Hot, I remember. They're doing oh, Fight uh, Club, too. Fight Club. You're right, absolutely. And uh, some, some pretty cool stuff. So I, I think that's kind of a cool. I don't know why more theaters don't do that, especially in the fall months when it's just you're struggling to fill it. You know, why not? Throw in an old classic. See if you can get some people go go to the theater. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Instead of why showing, not? you know, an extra screen of Baggage Claim, you know, why not throw <laughs> Pulp Fiction up there and see if you can baggage some more money. Baggage Claim. <laughs> That's why we do recommend. I want to see the one with um, Kevin Hart and what's it called? Uh, Ride Along? Did you see the yeah. for that? Ice Cube. Yeah. Ice Cube. Oh. Yeah. He's. Oh man! Oh. The, the theater during Kick Ass was a rockin' when, <laughs> when the Ride Along trailer came. Uh, you better believe uh. it. Well, my week recommend is um, a movie that made its way on the Netflix. It's one that I have it on Blu-ray because it looks so great um, in high quality. It's David Fincher's Zodiac. I don't know nice. if you guys have seen it. It's yeah. a really uh. pretty good crime drama, I would say. Totally. Very good crime drama starring Jake Gyllenhaal in a role that is bearable. Because <laughs> I've never been a fan of his. It's definitely yeah, it's my favorite role of, of Gyllenhaal's, maybe. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo. A lot of uh, great dialogue in it. And yeah. Fincher-esque moments. It's totally. just an awesome story uh, based on a true story and everything. So, Richard, you seen Zodiac? I have love that love that movie love love all things Fincher, uh, especially yeah. Aliens Three, probably his best <laughs> work. Um, but uh, no, love that love that movie. Incredible cast, uh, yeah. you know Downey man. Yeah, come yeah. on, Downey right at the right yeah. on the verge of bursting back out because I think Good Night and Good Luck came out yeah. like the same same year. I think oh, so. seven. Yeah, I think, I think they both came out. So, I mean, right, right on the cusp of of returning to prominence. Great, yeah. So that's my week recommend Zodiac. I just uh, good you have to see it. It's Love really good, really, yeah. really good. If you're not really into Fincher, then give it give it a shot anyway. It's really intriguing story. Yeah, yeah. It's a little maybe different than some of his other stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, cool movie. But if you're also not in the Fincher, come on. Get get some taste. <laughs> yeah. Go watch. If you're not in the Fincher, then go watch Baggage Claim. <laughs> exactly. Get in line now. Paula Patton, though. That's a lovely lady. Man. I oh, love yeah. her. I mean, uh, well, Brian Gill. better stuff. <laughs> Brian Gill, where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill12, or you can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. 
Richard Barden. You can find me at richardbarden.com or on Twitter at Richard Barden. Kent, where might I find you or the show? Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. Find the show on the web at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Find all our episodes on there, weekly recommends on there. And uh, contact the show on there, too. We've gotten a few emails on there, but I've been saving them for our end of summer, end oh, of really? summer show. I didn't Sweet. know. So we're going to. Because they address movies we've talked about already. So I figure that's a good time to get some user emails knocked yeah. out. So if you have any more, email them to us. Go on the website and hit contact and just fill out a form and do that. And we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm excited for it. But um, anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here? No. No. Uh, go see Kick-Ass 2 again. You might like no. it. You gotta give it another... You didn't like Kick-Ass the first time, guys. You yeah. gotta give it another shot. Maybe you'll cool. learn to like it. Hey, guys, this just came across the ticker. Kick-Ass 3 has been greenlit. Are you serious? No. I just want to hear your reaction. <laughs> nice one, Richard. Classic Guy, part. Richard, classic part. <laughs> Alright. Uh, on that note, until next time, we will see you at... The cinema. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.